It's very early in the morning. The sons of Valanus are just beginning to peek over the horizon, and near a small pond we see a house with some lights flickering inside behind draped windows. Nearby birds are chirping, and the warm hum of nature in the morning fills the air. As this noise pierces the air, a silhouette of a tall, spindly figure with long, wispy hair can be seen storming across the room. This is disgusting! Are you trying to ruin our tea? I'm sorry. I, I'll clean it up. Oh, this tastes horrible. Naughty boys do I, what you did. I know, Mother. Just let me deal with it, please. Naughty boys make bad tea. Just let me clean it up. You go rest. You have to rest, okay? I would rest. A good boy would go to the garden immediately and fetch more herbs. Of course, Mother, right away. The door creaks open, and we see a young half-elf in an ill-fitting tunic quickly exit the dwelling and close the door behind him. He holds a small wicker basket in his hand, but as he closes the door, he pushes his back against it and slides down, cradling the basket between his elbows as his hands slide up to his face and grasp his roughly chopped mushroom-cut hair. He smacks his head. Stupid boy. Naughty boy. What is wrong with me? Why do I do these things? Rough start to your day. A light gust of wind blows, and the faint noise of a garden gate creaking open is heard. A noose looks up to see a tall, hooded figure in black robes with yellow trimming and accents. The robes cover the entire figure's body, and they wear black leather gloves with yellow textures on the palms. Wrapped around the figure's waist and shoulders is a large, spiked golden chain. And beneath the hood, one can make out an almost blank, pale yellow mask. Two deep eye holes are cut, and the mask seems to sink around them, with only a subtle, almost beak-like mold on the front near the mouth and nose area. Behind the man is a tall, black horse with a large bag attached to its saddle. Doing all right there, son. Oh, you, you, you want to speak to Mother? She's inside. I'm not quite sure that's what I'm looking for. Pass by here a lot, see people like you a lot. You've been working out here. Having your all right time, are you? Oh, well, it's it's really best that I stay indoors and not speak to strangers. I, I, I wouldn't want to slow down your your day or or hurt you by accident. Hey, hey, calm down there, man. Saying you might hurt me, yeah? I've seen you in your garden doing your work. In the forest hunting out back fishing. Working awful hard for a boy your age. Well, there's a lot to do. You sure that work's getting you somewhere? It makes me strong and it gives Mother what she needs to uh, get by. Right, Mother, yeah. yeah. She lived with you in there, eh? Yes, it's her home. I live with her, really. Right, right. Listen, lad, if you need anything, you know I can help you, yeah? I help people like you all the time. Show you how to handle yourself. Show you how to fend for yourself. Just show you how to stand up for yourself. That sounds uh, dangerous. I, I really have everything I need right here. Thank you. Fair enough. You're always welcome to come with me. I'm just down by the cavern, just a while over the road there. Fair enough. Don't have to come now. Offer don't expire, anyhow. This man gets on his horse, and as he starts to ride away, he stops and indicates to a berry bush a little ways down the path. Them berries are always good for a nice little nap. Catch my drift. Ta-ta. 
and he rides off down the road as a noose watches from the steps. Welcome back to the basement, basement dwellers. Welcome back to the very first episode of What We Do in the Basement, where everybody is actually in the basement. I am, as always, your host and DM, Kevin Rayman, and I'm joined by, in person, Thomas Tolls. Hello, this is a very special episode. I'm currently touching all four members of the podcast There's at the same time. <laughs> I don't touching, include not myself. It's being inappropriate. I will say <laughs> that although I am here, uh, uh, even if I went to outer space, I wouldn't be able to come up with a bit that was funny for the beginning of the show. So hashtag Biddlestar Galactic. Galactica, please tweet at me if you've got an idea for a joke. I'm still searching. Bill Star Galactica, that's great. I am also here with Luke Cecilon. Hey, folks, I'm, uh, I played Frank, and I'm just feeling that, like, I may have ruined my relationship with a noose last time, and now Thomas is in person, so I can, like, look him in the eye and try to fix my mistake. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm here with My Jesse hand Luke. just oh. tightened on Luke's knee. <laughs> <laughs> that was my knee, actually. <laughs> Start writing your slash fic, fans. Uh, I'm here with Jesse Bergen. Hi, I play Old McGinty, a pastry chef who's got muffin to hide. Ooh. <laughs> and Very we are currently in a cheerleader-style pyramid all stacked on each other. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> and at the very top of the pyramid is uh, Natasha Durant. Rayel Nilo! And I have a treat for all y'all today. Hold on. I just... In honor of last uh, episode and the little ending, it was fun. I just wanted to sing a little song, as I do. Um, first, uh, let's go... Shooby doop dab it up. Wait, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Wrong one. Wrong one. Sorry. That's not the right one. Uh, let's try. That was wrong. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. No, that's not quite oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, oh, this Lord. one's better. Okay. <clears throat> How can I just let you walk away? Just let you leave without a trace. When I stand here taking every breath I just with you, ooh, you're the only one who really knew how to heal at uh, all. all right, so is that if I could yeah. just yeah <laughs> attempt to explain what just happened? I would like you to. I think please the joke was. Yeah. That there were several Phil Collins. It was songs. good, right? It was the wrong yeah. song at first, like last episode, where Kevin played the wrong song. Right. Okay. Which shifted to a different Phil Collins song and was like, oh, I got it wrong again. Right. right. Then there was a third Phil Collins song, mm-hmm. which she sang correctly. That so, was appropriate to a news leaving. Right. Right. Get Would it? You... <laughs> I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that you're here in person to see my confused face, yeah. Thomas, and then feel the need to explain because otherwise I'm not. Oh, sure. you didn't get. You don't know Phil Collins. Get out of here. Get out of here. It's my house. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Tash is the GM now. <laughs> oh I, wow. To be fair, I was stroking the small of her back that entire time. <laughs> Jesus, oh, man. I'm touching everyone. <laughs> I don't know how to be clear about that. <laughs> Oh, 
well, um, Thomas has got one finger lodged in my eye socket. <laughs> it is incredibly painful. <laughs> um, so far, I have three hands. <laughs> um, well, I suppose, uh, I suppose uh, there's, you know, despite the fact that we're all in person, that's really not how the vibes are feeling uh, down in Volanus. Oh, I get it. I, I see where you're going. Those Volanus vibes, vibes are whack. The Volanus right? vibes are a little <laughs> whack right now. And uh, I think in order for us to get a sense of where we're at, it's probably a good idea for us to start with a recap. So... Last episode, we had our foursome on a diplomatic mission for the Pale Hope when they ended up engaged in a fight with a ferocious vampire known as Walford Buton. <laughs> I don't know. Terrifying name. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Walford had dealt some heavy blows to Frank and almost took him out until a noose helped bring him back up. McGinty advised everyone to try and use sunlight to damage the vampire. And after shoving Walford outside, Anus held up his holy chipped teacup while Rael stabbed at it and Frank hype-manned. The vampire jumped <laughs> back up and shoved Anus into the dwelling, snapping at him while McGinty hid beautifully between shots inside of the spice shop. Anus channeled his maternal energy to smite the vampire with his scimitar through the heart, saying, I forgive you. The vampire's horrifying visage seemed to transform back to that of the more friendly human face of the spice vendor they had been dealing with before, and he sputtered out, I'm sorry, and died with a large smile across his face. A noose immediately became distraught as Rael began digging into the mouth of the spice vendor to retrieve his vampire teeth. A noose tried to stop Rael from desecrating the recently deceased man's mouth, but McGinty held him back while Frank supported Rael's back alley dental work. <laughs> Frank searched in the back of this spice shop and found a coffin with a small box near it, which bared the same symbol that he had noticed before, the symbol of the Alubas Mahdi. Everybody climbed back inside the carriage and leveled up to level five. And then you decided to head back to the rusted gate, and Frank tried to apologize to Anus for supporting the group's violent desires. Anus explained to Frank that this situation with the vampire was not the first time he thought he was doing the right thing, and it ended up being something very ugly. McGinty and Rael both tried to cheer up the haunted half-elf, but Anus eventually climbed out of the carriage and rode on the outside. Frank unraveled his portable conspiracy board and circled an <laughs> image of the Alubasmati box. And by circled, I mean he like like literally stitched a, a, a string. I circled it with string. Yeah, um, and told everyone about the Temple of Time. McGinty, time, that's T-H-Y-M-E, by the way. Very important difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, McGinty then claimed that the Temple of Time wasn't real and nobody had been there, and Frank got slightly defensive. McGinty then proceeded to make it awkward trying to reach out to Rael and decided to eventually stare out the window in silence and just miss his wife. As the other party members decompressed, Anus summoned a giant scorpion with a slightly more human-esque face than normal, and spoke to it in Sylvan before having it pick him up and put him on his back. As the carriage left the merchant's village and made its way back to the center of Eldorok, it reached a fork in the road. Anus and his new scorpion began heading south, out of the gates of the big city, and back towards Willowhelm. And that's where we are now. So, Anus has just left you guys. You guys are just pulling up to the main parts of Eldorok here, and the fork in the road has just kind of happened, and he's just started heading off down that way. What do you folks want to do? Uh, uh, Christmas, uh, sl slow down the old boy. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, Christmas, you see, he like sort of like stops the carriage. 
said, slow down. I didn't say stop the carriage. <laughs> yeah, sp- speed up a little bit. <laughs> Christmas carries is going slightly down the road away from a noose now. Right now I want you to stop. Okay, he stops the carriage. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of confusing directions is all. It's just weird. That's fine. You're here just to do what we tell you, right? I mean, not exclusively, but it's part of it, right? So, like, yeah. I'm... Lorenzo told you. That was Kevin, not the <laughs> Not exclusively, but yeah. <laughs> Luke is having a conniption now. <laughs> we, we got we got to go after our boy, right? I mean, w- there's the big meeting coming up pretty soon tonight. Um, this is a tricky one. Well, maybe he just needs some time to chill. I disappear a lot. It's normal, right? Name one time you've disappeared. <laughs> Mayor. One word. <laughs> okay, that's a great example. But we were also, we, we talked about that. We were in on it loosely. Yeah, oh, and, and, and okay. breaking into that library got us a ton of very useful information. <laughs> Just then, like, a local politician walks by and they try to pull off his mask. <laughs> that must be a noose. <laughs> so cost this man on the side of the road. Listen, um, I think Anus definitely needs his own space. I think he's needed his own space for a long time now. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, playing local politics has been fun. But I think, you know, I've I've been thinking and, uh, you know, attending this meeting seems like a lot of work and pretty exhausting and pretty bureaucratic. And uh, if, you know. If there's an opportunity now to go back to Willowhelm, then I can see Harriet, and maybe we can keep an eye on a noose if he's if he's headed in that direction. Do, do you miss your wife? Yes, I, I do, Frank. Uh, you know, we're, we're very close. We're very close. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're married, and I love my wife. She's one of my this best. Normal, she's one of my top five. She's one of my five. best female friends. She's one of my best female. I'll say it. She's Bay. She's Bay. Um, that's not in character at all for McGinty. Um, yes, uh, Bay. Cut all of this. Yeah. Um, yes. To be to be honest, Frank. Uh, hearing that, um, you know, these people are closing in on me. I'm, I'm quite worried about her, and I, I think I'd like to go see her. But Lorenzo is counting on us. We have to at least show face, don't we? Right? Right? Hey, uh, Christmas, how, how many horses we got here? Uh, what, how many? Can't you see? I'm, on, I'm, inside, <laughs> I'm inside the chariot. Christmas, chariot. We're all God in the, in the chariot, though, right? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Such a gong show. Frank, you know there's two. Two, thank you. you. Know there's two. Thank you. Luke rolls a perception check. He's just like, well, yeah, just look around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what's here. Didn't have to ask Christmas. You could have just asked me. I would have told you. Not every conversation with the DM has to be. It does. It does. Well, <laughs> let me let me pitch this. Uh, <laughs> Christmas, how many horses? Do we have? <laughs> Sorry. It's two horses. There's four of us. <laughs> If you want to go to the meeting, of course, uh, Rael, obviously not to see Lorenzo, but to, you know, help facilitate. Of course, yeah, we obviously. made promise. Of course. Uh, you can do that, and uh, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to Willowhelm. <laughs> that was Frank Growl. 
I don't even know if the mic picked that up. <laughs> it's fine. That's, that's even better. That's perfect. No one heard it. Great. <laughs> uh, see, on, on one hand, uh, I want to help Manus. I feel like we did him wrong a bit. Uh, but Rhea, I, I also want to help you pursue your, uh, your true love thing. Uh, nobody said anything about true. I don't know what you're talking about. You see, Christmas no. Day kind of like looks at you guys is like, guys, we're going to miss this meeting if we don't hurry up. Like, can we, I, I want to be there. Can we go now? Like, what? what, what, what oh, I'm what, sorry. Did somebody put you in charge? I am driving the carriage. Why are right. you so. No commentary. Uh, you, you, you see, boy. He shuts up and like sits back down. You boy, Christmas Day. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> We're late. Uh, I'll I'll go after a noose. You two head to the meeting. Look, we'll join up with you soon, but I'm not gonna have some middle aged half elf make me feel bad about my decisions. I'm, but he is my friend, and I don't want to lose him. But we have to make an appearance, <laughs> right, Frank? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, Frank goes over to McGinty and just hands him a little uh, tiny sack of cinnamon powder. Uh, when you when you find a noose, you give this to him from me. He'll know what it means. When you find him, he just went down the road. When you find him. <laughs> uh, I will make sure he gets your tiny sack, sir. <laughs> Christmas Day just is like, can we go now, please? Do we give up? I think we, we have to give you a horse, though, right? Yes, please. Yeah, because we have two horses. Horse. I double checked. Okay, well, if we take one of the horses off the carriage, it's not gonna like. I we have to take the horse now, and we have to leave the carriage here. Is that what you want to do? I I can find myself a horse. Don't worry about me. All right, it's settled then. Let's Fair go. enough. Christmas Day like whips the horses and starts heading down and towards um, Elder Rock and back towards the Rusted Gate. Um, and McGinty, you are on the side of the road. Uh, well, I didn't I, think this through at all. <laughs> um, uh, um, you can probably still maybe see a noose. Like, uh, like he's pretty far away, but you could probably maybe see him. There are people nearby. There are like uh, people passing by on the road. Uh, I, I want to. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to steal a horse, so I want to find an unattended horse and oh, just sure. cut the whatever's attaching. Yeah, the roll, the post. Me, roll me uh, a luck check. Alright. Just you can just roll roll raw. It's a nine. Nine. <laughs> nine. Uh you see, uh there like for some reason there was a bunch of horses around when everyone was talking. You look around, there's not like almost any. You see one horse being ridden by a knight, uh like going down the road. Yeah. It's gotta be a, even a really shitty horse somewhere I can use. <laughs> they're they're like uh, if you want to take a little bit of time to do this, then you'll probably then I'll let you find a horse in a little yeah, bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're gonna lose some distance on it. That's fine. Yeah, okay. I think I know. Okay. generally where he's going. Fair enough. So so you spend some time uh, looking around, and uh, and we'll come back to you in a bit. Great. Anus, uh, maybe just give me a sense of what's going on uh, in in your head, or or, or what what Anus is uh, thinking as he's sort of. Um, Scuttling down the road here. What song is playing that we can hear? <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, is he talking to the scorpion? Is he just kind of... Um, I don't think he's talking to the scorpion. I think he's uh, focused ahead. He's going as quickly as he can, so he is trying to gain distance. Sure. Uh, he's thinking... Um, Oh, I sure hope they don't send McGinty ever. <laughs> he was the one the who really got under my skin the worst. Um, Frank at least tried to reach out, but McGinty, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Cut back to McGinty, like, slitting someone's throat and grabbing yeah, yeah, the horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, um, man. But I think a new... I mean, he wants to gain... His first goal is just to gain enough distance and probably to take an unconventional path so that it's challenging to follow him. Sure. Um, so that is that is maybe the first instinct. Um, sure. So do you think he maybe veers off of the road? There's a lot of, like, forestry nearby on the sides of these paths. Like, do you think he kind yeah, of, like, goes he into goes the forest? off-roading on his Scorpion ATV. Sure. And, like, uh, yeah. And well, he's heading I, back toward Willowhelm? Yes. Okay. In that direction. These horse okay. tracks go to the right, but these scorpion tracks go to the forest. Which <laughs> one do I follow? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Frank and Rail, um, you guys are rattling your way down towards the Rusted Gate. Um, you know, the city, it's starting to get later on in the day. Um, uh, and so, uh, people are starting to like pack up their shops and stuff like that. Uh, you can see people are like, some people are starting to move towards the, the direction of the rusted gate. It looks like this meeting will be somewhat well attended. Um, but, uh, is there anything that you guys are going to want to talk about or say, or do anything before you guys make it back there? Do we need to look good for this? I mean, <laughs> it's up to you. I don't care. Don't ask me. <laughs> Did you ask Christmas Day that? That was a question that you should have asked Christmas Day. <laughs> same, same response. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Christmas Day looks fly as hell. Hey, Christmas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is this like a formal event? Should we be wearing like, uh, tuxes? I don't think it's a formal event. Is blood okay? Yeah, can we wear blood? There are choices. I don't think it's just a, I don't think there's like an outfit thing. Really? How is how is Lorenzo gonna be dressed? Do you know that by chance? <laughs> I've been with you guys all day, right? So like we've all been together since we left the rusted gate this mm-hmm, morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I have about it. as so, much Frank, information yeah. as you do. What do you think? Oh. This guy self, I could probably you know just clean up. Blood's probably not the like best message to send. You don't want to disguise self because you're just gonna smell of blood. We need to, we need we need a cleaning montage <laughs> <laughs> so while the cleaning montage happens we cut let's uh, describe it <laughs> we cut back McGinty uh, you you find uh, like a very small um, dwelling just kind of near the outskirts of Elder Rock towards the path uh, out towards Willowhelm uh, it, it's it's sort of like almost on its own um, there's uh, a young halfling boy uh, playing in the garden, and uh, there's a small stable out back uh, that's pretty run down, and uh, and and uh, a, a somewhat sickly-looking horse there. Hmm. But I'm gonna try to sneak around and get to the horse. Okay, and, sure. Uh, let him loose and ride him <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, so give me a stealth check. Yes. Famously high stealth uh, modifier. Famously bad rolls. <laughs> That's a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's gonna God. die out here. <laughs> and he just looks at the horse. Give me that. <laughs> I jump on the kid's back. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. I think uh, as, oh, no. as, with a nat one, yeah, Jesus bad. Christ. So I think we get to you. You. The town bell goes off. <laughs> You're like a six-year-old. Like you cover your own eyes to hide. We get to as uh, as as you're walking uh, as you're walking. You're slinking around the back of the house, and um, you sort of spook the horse. It's facing the way, like the opposite way that you thought. The horse is so sickly looking that you mistook its ass for its face. What's wrong with this horse? <laughs> and, uh, more of a face man. Why <laughs> <laughs> the <a> long ass? <laughs> oh my god! 
God. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so I get on it backwards. <laughs> well, you want it, it, it like whinnies and freaks out and sort of like, like, uh, kicks towards you. So you don't even get a chance to mount it yet. Um, and a, uh, an, an, an older, uh, halfling man kind of, uh, opens the door to the dwelling and looks out at you and says, Hello? Well, well, uh, well, can I help you? Uh, are you trying to take my horse? Yeah. What, what are you doing? Yes, uh, I'm trying to. I was trying to steal it, but clearly you got me. <laughs> so uh, uh, don't steal my horse. How please. much do you want for it? I, 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 how much do I want for it? You don't look super is... well off. Maybe I, I can, uh, you know. Wet your coin purse a little bit. <laughs> Please don't say that. things like that in front of my boy. I guess it's a country expression. Sorry. August, August get inside, and the, you see the boy runs inside. Is everyone here named after dates? What's going on? <laughs> August Long. August Long. <laughs> my name is Mr. Prune. Nice to meet you. Um, no, you can. You uh, you want to you want to buy the horse, or are you trying I to steal the horse? I don't want it. Look, do you want me to kill you? I think it'd be easier if I just bought it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, oh, uh, listen, uh, listen. Do you ever have a friend jump on a giant scorpion and ride off to go deal with his trauma? What are you talking about? I want five gold. <laughs> okay. Flip some yeah. five gold. The guy, the guy is flabbergasted. I actually have no gold. I just realized. But Gitsy reaches into his coin purse. And he's just gonna try to get on the horse and run. Sure. Um, I have no gold. I guess give me a like, uh, give me a dexterity check. You're gonna probably do this before the guy can get to you. Yeah. Yeah. This is going so poorly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dex 18. 18. Plus uh, three. 21. Yeah, I have a high feeling this this man. Yeah. 20. Oh my god. This is so bad. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's like the worst day of a game. <laughs> this just drops the game. Like one hand, he grabs. <laughs> just <laughs> takes me out. Yeah. That was a nat twenty, folks. At home. Yeah. Somehow it's Felina again. Yeah. <laughs> With no this guy Somehow, like, like he almost surprises himself. He like tackles you off of like you 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 go to like jump and you like throw your leg over and he is there in a flash. Shoving you off, it's like, wait a minute, man! Don't try to steal my horse. You said you were gonna give me gold, and he—he's—I uh, spent it on poison. I'm sorry. <laughs> poison? He I'm kind of stops, he's like, like lying in the ground for a second, and he like looks at you. Poison. Man, kind of poison. They know each other. I uh, I don't. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, it's called Assassin's Blood. I'm just gonna be honest with you. So like if, um, like let's say like maybe you had like a wife that you... Oh my god! Uh, happy with. I would not know what that's like. I love my <laughs> wife. Oh, never mind then. Marriage is a decision. But you know, not all marriages work out and sometimes people are just better off uh, unmarried. Right. Like, unmarried... And not alive. Um, not not for me to say. I'm not a priest. Listen, man, give me the poison. You can have the horse. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna use this poison to kill your wife. What does it matter to you? What, You're gonna use this horse okay, to hold on, hold kill on. your wife, maybe. I don't no, know. I'm, I'm using the horse to kill my wife. I don't know. Maybe that's what you're doing. You're Listen, accusing me of stuff. What's wrong with you? Let's. What's, what's wrong going with on? Me? What's, listen, man. I'm asking you. No, listen. Look, I realize I just broke into your house and tried to steal your horse. Let, maybe I can help you with your marital problems. Oh, uh, let's cut away. Montage. Montage. We cut counseling away. montage. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's now a, 
What are you, what are you guys having? Cleaning montage. Cleaning montage and a marriage family therapist <laughs> montage. With They're getting the suits from Dumb and Dumb yeah. fitted on them. Um, uh, Anus, you are um, uh, scuttling through the forest, and um, you're heading in a direction that you're familiar with. I think Anus is, is on the lookout for someone he can use uh, as kind of a to relay a message maybe back to the pale hope. Oh, okay. Um, so if there's anyone that uh, maybe like a group of bandits or some kind of uh, you know kind of traveling people that he somebody with like a holiday name. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes. So like you, I think we'll say like uh, you're keeping an eye out uh, through throughout the forest as you kind of tra- and like keeping an eye sort of on the path uh, too, like like the way yeah. back town town in case you see anybody going. Right now there doesn't seem to be anybody. Um, the forests are starting to like become more like marshland uh, as you as you kind of go in, like a little bit wetter uh, as you get closer to um, Willowhelm. Um, and we uh, <laughs> cut back to Frank and Rael post. <laughs> Cleaning montage, I guess. So what what do you guys look like now? So Frank's regular clothes is very patchy. Yeah. And now he has like a a black suit that's also just patchy. Okay, sure. As well. Yeah, okay. And Rael took off her bloodied armor and whatnot and put on Frank's patchy clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Thought that they looked elegant. Okay, because you don't understand what clothes look like. Which, to be clear, is like a yellow shirt with a smiley skull Uh, That's correct. Yes. It's It's from Spencer's gift. (laughs) And it's like, it's it's ill-fitting because Riel is like a tall, slender half-elf and Frank is like a small human man. It's also too big for Frank. (laughs) Drow. That's a full elf. Yeah, yeah, sorry. This half, no. Nonsense. Yeah, sorry, I'm just a... <laughs> She's <Half> a purist. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so that's how you guys look. Are you guys doing that changing? Did you guys go back to the Rusted Gate and do that inside? Are you doing that out? Like, where is this happening? Oh, no, we did that before we arrived. Oh, okay, so you're changing We're in the carriage. We're making an entrance, yeah. Yeah. Christmas okay. Day, avert your eyes. <laughs> Christmas is like, I'm outside, I'm, I'm, I drive the carriage. Do you avert not know how this works? your... Eyes. Okay, <laughs> he just does. Um, drives into a wall. Yeah, <laughs> he crashes. You we never die. make it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody roll a d100 for damage. Uh, no, um, just the worst crash of all time. Um, okay, you guys uh, roll up to the rusted gate, and as you get there, uh, uh, you're looking dapper, and uh, you see people uh, are starting to bustle in. Again, it doesn't look like uh, like. Like everybody in the town is swarming to this thing. It looks like like um, there are just a few like like groups of prominent people heading inside. Things like that. It's kind of busy. Um, and uh, we <laughs> we cut back. Okay, so this is what I'm picturing. We cut back um, to McGinty. We're in like lawn chairs in the backyard, mm-hmm. drinking ale, staring yeah. at the sunset. Yeah. McGinty says, "Man, I know she cheated on you. I know she was unfaithful, but you have to get at the core issues. There's a reason that she did that." It's just that I want, you know, I, I want a better life for us. I don't want to stay here all the time, and maybe maybe I do work too hard, but it's important, you know? We have, have to you, Have you ever here. been that honest with her about what you really want? Because communication is the cornerstone of any healthy relationship. You see, he, like, puts his ale down and stares at the, <laughs> stares at the, <laughs> the setting suns, and a single tear rolls down his face, and he's like, thank you. 
And as they're talking, you can see the horse is getting healthier and healthier. <laughs> There's an ass it's on a each <laughs> It's a metaphor for your marriage. <laughs> Do you want me to roll some sort of uh, counselor yeah, roll, check? Roll, roll me a persuasion check uh, with advantage. Okay. Oh, I hope this works so yeah. badly. Nat 20. Oh, okay. And a 15. And so a 15. nat 20. Nat 20. Uh, Listen, as someone that's been married for 36 years... It's not always easy, and people make mistakes, but uh, if you look deep down in your heart and you still love her, I think you can make it work, and I think you'll both be better off being honest with each other from here on out. Thank you. As you're saying this, you're, like, getting on his horse. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even addressing yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, like, slowly walking towards the horse. Every slowly. <laughs> and just remember to, to debrief every night about your day. Okay, yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> and, like, he just sort of slowly conversates <laughs> out as he rides off on the guy's horse. Really slowly. It's, yeah. such, a, it's such a sad, starving horse. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very good horse. Uh, and you start trotting your way uh, in the direction that you saw a noose head off at. He's gotten quite a bit to lead mm-hmm. on you now at this well, point. McGinty's actually going to go to see Harriet first. Okay, so McGinty's <laughs> heading back to Willow. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. I, um, uh, just for the record, I do want to see cut away at some point of this guy talking to his wife about cheating on him. And yeah, like we'll, we'll see. Him. Yeah, we'll see. I want to see. Yeah, that. that's our big bad. It's going to be like um, the two rats. It's like, never going to come back. Yeah, I'm Kevin also going to cut it the audio. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. And reference it in the throwback episode. We'll cut back to a noose here for a second. Um, Anus, as uh, as you're sort of scuttling towards and you're kind of going to this marshland, the, the the forest becomes a little bit tougher for you to navigate off the beaten path because of how marshy it is. Scorpions aren't really like built for like clamoring through mud exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, uh, you you sort of uh, veer your way back onto the path. We'll say yep. uh, as as you do that, uh, you notice uh, uh, and it sort of startles uh, just like uh, one man. Uh, it looks like an older gentleman. Uh, he's on a he's on a horse. Uh, he's a human man, and uh, he sort of like he just sees this like giant scorpion and, uh, <laughs> and, and like a, a young man riding it burst through the burst through the like, oh, 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 oh uh, hello hello oh, sorry about that and he sort of like goes around and keeps trying to go down the path towards Elder Rock. Halt! Uh, oh, uh, he stops his horse and he's like, hello, and he sort of turns. I I see you've noticed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> the scorpion like whinnies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you see its tails like dragging a it's, log it just out. Sounds like. Just it's got a human face, right? Yeah. yeah. It just sounds like a man. <laughs> oh my god, that was scary. <laughs> you see the panels falls off his horse at the sound of the shriek. Oh, no. Uh, yes, um, okay. Uh, what do you want? I need to make sure I'm not being pursued. I don't see anyone around here. He like sort of looks back into the forest to see behind you. He's like, I don't see anyone. I'm not. I'm not chasing you. I don't know who you are. Do you, do you live here? Or are you on your way somewhere? Me? No. I I live in Elder Rock. I was I was visiting a friend in Willowhelm. Just heading back home now. But perhaps you could pass this note. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, to whom? Um. And I give him. This is interesting. I don't want to reveal the location of, hmm. of 
to Pale Hope, I guess. Um, you listed the secret rebel group. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, Revolution Street. I think I'll just have... Well, okay, so... um, I would like you to remain on this road just for the day. Uh, okay. I wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> we all want a lot of things that don't work out. Do I have to do this for you? I can make it worth your while. Oh, I have five gold for you. Oh, no. <laughs> do you have any poison? Everyone <laughs> <laughs> wants to kill our partner. <laughs> Every NPC is an old man with an unhappy marriage. <laughs> what is it that you want? Oh, I, I want to go home. I, 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 you know, I have... Right, I, but if you had to spend one day on this road, <laughs> what would that be worth to you? I... I don't, I suppose, you know, a simple, measly sum of, say, ten gold would be plenty to keep a man of my, you know, means busy for a few. I can easily, I can easily part with that. But I also want you to know that this is more than just a favor for a friend. This is a holy mission. And we don't know each other, right? So we're not friends. That's like the other part of the whole thing. We are all friends under Mother. Oh. And by assisting me, you are helping to further her goals. Oh. As you say, this looks scuttling closer to him every time on the Scorpion. Oh, okay. All right. Um. And here is your gold. Now, if you see one of these three people, and I describe... (laughs) the party in excruciating detail. <laughs> <laughs> He's, what, one of them has a skull t-shirt that's like smiley. Right, and you said that <laughs> one is an old man. Right? That definitely is going to be an old man. <laughs> if anyone else is wearing that shirt, let him buy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. I just want to make sure. Because I, I saw... Some, there's yeah. another old man too. He does not have a horse. Oh, <laughs> just he, He's a baker always on foot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, okay. Okay, so anyway, and if you see them, just say, Anus doesn't want to see you. He's going to a better place. Okay. (laughs) Sure, sure. You want me to tell you? Anus doesn't want to... Anus, that's how you say it? Yes. Okay. Um, And he's going to a better place. Do you want me to tell them where that is or no? No, obviously not. (laughs) I'm paying you to deter them. Oh, right, right. Do you want me to stay here, or can I go up and down the road? If you want to patrol, that's fine. I guess I don't know exactly where they'll be coming from. <laughs> in this vicinity, and it, yeah, I don't know, ask someone to help if you think you can't cover it all. Okay, okay, do I... Okay, fine. Um, Thanks, I guess, maybe. <laughs> You're welcome. Mother I... has you in her thoughts. You're a good boy. All right. Um, please don't hurt me. I won't. <laughs> snap, 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 snap. <laughs> tail, tail, tail. Yeah, the, the, the giant scorpion's tail stabs a small rabbit that ran by in the forest. That's unrelated. Just <laughs> The poison fills the rabbit and it explodes. Um, the, man, the, man, the man just slowly trots down the road the other way and is like keeps an eye out. You see he's like kind of looking around a little like confused as exactly what he has to do, but he feels like he's supposed to be patrolling the road, so he's just kind of like diligently doing that. Um, and, uh, do you keep heading off in the other direction? Yeah, I think Anus will head towards the place we discussed, which, um, 
Yeah. Yes. Sounds good. Um, okay. We will cut back to the Rusted Gate. We are here at the Rusted Gate. Um, it is busy. As you guys walk in, you see uh, there's a couple of tables uh, set up and uh, a couple of different people are, are wandering around that you like maybe vaguely recognize. Some of you are seeing different people you know. Um, Do now, the tables have like name spots, name tags? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Carry on then. <laughs> no, they do not. Um, uh, and uh, it's all set up very similarly to the way it was when you guys first got there. The tables are, you know, it's a, it's a tavern. But there is a small sort of area that's been cleared that normally they would maybe have a musician on or something like that. But you can see they're sort of like waiting for someone to kind of go and speak and hold hold, uh, hold everybody, kind of hold everyone's attention. Um, you see that... Walter and his family are sort of running around, scurrying around, kind of helping people out and things like that. They look a little stressed out, like they could have used a little bit more help in the kitchen, but they didn't get that. Um, uh, but they seem to be doing okay. Well, Rielle walks in. She's feeling good. She's yeah. confident. Yeah. She looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Ill-fitting yellow skull <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Strutting into the place. She looks over at the people are very confused family. when they see you. Like. Yeah. She They're... winks at them, yeah. just the guns. People, people are they generally have like finger guns in this world, but yes. not regular. She has <laughs> <laughs> the finger swords. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do more visual gags on the podcast. That's my jam. Um, and uh, and and Rail, um, you like people normally are like getting out of the way uh, of you because you're this like. Uh, taller, imposing figure. You're, you, you, people know what the drow are. They know that the Underdark is a place that is filled with violence. So a lot of them are a little bit afraid, and you can see that. But people are also really confused because they've also never seen a drow dressed like this. Like, mm-hmm. you look very... Uh, you've got a very strange, incongruous image going on, and you can see it's like people are not sure whether you're like in like some sort of really... Like intricate costume, or if you're like if you're just like a, a like a like a normal elf, not a drow elf, and that you're like you've painted yourself. People don't know if you're like if you're from the Underdark, and oh and that God. like things have changed a lot, and they they just don't know what they're looking at. Real is oblivious to it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, that's what uh, it is. does. Anyone talk about how Frank looks or how he's <laughs> Frank? You look you look like you're well dressed. You see that like there are other people who are dressed well as well, and so you feel like you made the right choice with your outfit because it's not too it's not too much. It's not too little. You probably would have been fine to continue wearing your other clothes. Frank, Can I was... ask how your hair looks. Yeah, because uh, your hair is usually pretty wild and out wild. There, right? yeah. uh, Frank uh, puts in some. Uh, oh, you know what? He would have watered down some cinnamon and just like. Greased it back, so it's gonna hold it down, and it's gonna He's smell smelling good. Yeah. yeah, when Frank moves too quickly, like puffs of brown <laughs> dust, kind of like like just cinnamon's brown, right? Someone yeah. like yes. holds yeah. out like a piece of toast by his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Frank, like he f- also feels really good about how he's looking, but he's noticing that like Rail's getting all the attention. Yeah, it's kind of really attention. It's not necessarily good attention, but Frank is still. Frank jealous. can never tell the difference. <laughs> attention is all Frank deals in. So what's the plan? We we have to go chase a noose, but like we gotta. Well, that's a really labored. <laughs> Look, he's great, but like a little annoyed right now. Like, come on, you don't tell us your stories. Like everybody got their baggage. <laughs> um, you well said. Uh, can, can you both roll me a perception check? Love it. Please. Yeah, we can. Both of us? Yes. Ooh. I must have gate friends. 17 for Frank. 17 for Frank. 12 for Rail. 12 for Rail. Okay, Frank, uh, you're looking around. You notice um, uh, a couple of different people that you recognize. 
uh, you, you notice uh, Cat from earlier, uh, the person who helped you get out of uh, underneath of the uh, Goldforth's Keep. When we freed everyone. And, and brought you over there. Um, they're sitting at a table with some uh, some tabaxis, actually, and uh, the, the, these cat people. Uh, and um, <laughs> They really like her. They're cat people. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, there's there's one other... Great New Yorker uh, article. <laughs> one, uh, one other human, human, uh, a human man beside Cat. Uh, and uh, and uh, a young human boy beside cat, um, and that you don't recognize. Are they wave, wave, waving us over? Or? Uh, no, you just you just recognize okay. them. Uh, you would also recognize somebody who looks a lot like like weirdly familiar to you just from your time in Willowhelm because you look over and the next table beside them you see Mayor Jared Catolin. Uh, uh, <laughs> you see this large figure sort of with these glasses <laughs> his, uh, glasses kind of holding up like staring she's looking at a piece of parchment he can't grab it he's like oh I just like this I can't figure it out I'm reading here anyway he sort of like looks to his he looks to his uh, he, there's some high elf guards beside him and he's sort of talking to them and there's one other sort of uh, very um, aloof sort of someone who looks seems very uninterested in the goings on also at that table with uh, Mayor Jared Catolin. Do we see Lorenzo? Uh, you don't see Lorenzo. Mm. Is this built kind of like a, a courtroom set, set up where they're all facing like a specific wall? Everybody is seating. Like it's it's clearly like a tavern that was uh, a, like adjusted for the event kind yeah. of. So like this, the tables are all kind of in the same place. The chairs are just kind of pushed towards one side so that everyone is facing um, uh, the wall, which is opposite the bar where that stage is. But like... People, it's still a pretty casual atmosphere since no one's called everybody to attention. So people are. It's more restauranty and taverny right now than it than it is like meeting hall. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what's your play? What are you gonna say say to him? <laughs> right to it. All right. It's um, literally why we're. Here. I think we're here. <laughs> no, we're here because we're here. <laughs> oh, because we are invested in this cause. It's important. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a side story. <laughs> Fine, you cut me. All right. Um, uh, I don't know. I was thinking cash, you know, just like showing us like, hey, buddy, we're here to support you. And yeah, believe in what you're doing. But like, keep it DL and not make it evident that there's any subjects there. You know what I mean? Rel, can I be honest with you? I've seen your cash, and I feel like your cash is not like above ground cash. <laughs> she puts a head towards her hilt. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just saying that I feel like your natural instinct is to do something with blood. And, it, and that, that's that's not cool here. No, it's just that it might come across as aggressive. If you want to woo this gentleman. Mm. Okay, I'm listening. Carry on. Yeah. I think maybe if you did some kind of rousing speech about the people, I think that would catch his attention. Braille is speechless at this moment. It's like the pe- I don't know these people. They hate. They well, right now they're yeah. like digging me. But <laughs> I think so too. That looks great. Yeah, this is a great that, show, yeah, by the like way. when you say that they're digging me, an orc walks by and like at, like looks at you and is like, <laughs> like, like sort of like is so put off by your appearance that he like stumbles past. All right. Well. <laughs> 
if I make a rousing speech, I can't do this alone. I've never made a speech before. We'll do it one word at a time. Well, we cut back to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Jesus fucking Christ. Improv game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're no, you're going to stand of in the your world. Girl. <laughs> we're going to need a non fantasy location. Uh, <laughs> we, cut, we cut to McGinty. Who is trotting down the road? It's pretty like like this like the sun's gone down. It's like late at night, um, and you're trotting down the road, and you, it's been pretty uneventful because it's so late. Um, and Listen, molasses, hang in there. <laughs> yeah, you hear the horse like. It's I imagine it's very slow and gone and sagging. Every like yeah, you've already had to like take breaks since you've started like how yeah. many short rests do you need to recharge? <laughs> yeah. I gotta get to Willowham sooner, okay, molasses. And uh, as you're saying that, we get to you see uh, up ahead uh, uh, another figure on a horse. Looks to be an old man, kind of uh, like sort of looking out, and he holds another. a lantern in front of him, and he's kind of looking. Words you hasn't quite seemed to spot. The elderly are terrible horse drivers. It's going to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, the guy's weaving back yeah. the path. Looks like he doesn't have a clear lane. Trying to parallel park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, between like a dragon and like a bear. Really I'm just going to don't want to make eye contact. No small talk. Just go on past. <laughs> he says, halt. <clears throat> uh, don't mind me, just on my way to Willowhale. Oh, now wait a minute, let me get a look at you. Oh, you're on a horse. Oh, wait, is that a horse? I I thought it was, but honestly, at this point, I'm not sure I what just, it is. I don't know, but I'm told to look for a man on a horse. Or no, wait, an old man. Do you have a shirt? He's like holds the lantern close to you to see like if you're wearing a just yellow skull shirt. You don't have that. You're wearing. What are you looking for? Are you a baker? Y yes, how do you know that? Um, you're wearing the baker hat. <laughs> oh, yes, my entire outfit. My apron. He's, I've got like a pie on the back of the horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah, you're like, there's like a, like a sash on the horse that you put on that says like the, the saucy tart. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Draped one of my aprons. You branded over it. your horse already, but like commercially I branded. Commercially branded my horse. <laughs> I, I hop off the horse and I, I get out uh, a tart. Um, oh, uh, I, I'm told to tell you that um, a noose is gone to a better place. Oh my god, he died! <laughs> and oh he, no! Yes, he can't see you because he's gone to a better place. That is something that I know. Wait, but he's on his wait, not on a horse. I don't. Is that a horse? Well, no. I, I got off the like, horse to, to help no, myself to one of my bunch of asses <laughs> taped together. <laughs> as soon as I hop off the horse, recognition in his eyes. <laughs> as I help myself to one of my charts. Oh, yeah. oh, maker. So you ran into this, uh, let's just say, elf of a hard to guess age, boy's haircut, old man, everything else, and he said he was going to a better place. Is that right? It's, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you. He's gone to a better place, and he likes stand. He's like trying to stand in your way, sort of, and try to say. Best ten gold I ever spent. <laughs> this guy's crushing it. He's like, listen, man, I want to go home. I'm told to not let people go see this. Well, this is bad. This is bad. If you think he's gone to a better place, it either means he went to a literal place that's better, or he he's gonna die, or he's dying. Okay, listen. I don't have any gold, uh -huh. but I can give you some poison. I need you to stay on this road. Poison? <laughs> and if you see a man in a yellow shirt with a skull, what, okay. or a woman with a bunch of severed hands attached to her belt, you need to tell them. A man, so a man with a yellow shirt, or a woman with severed hands. Yes. 
Does the woman have severed hands, or is she carrying severed she's, hands with her? She's got them on her belt. She's got a dead imp. I think she's got some vampire fangs. Does she have hands? Yes, she does. These are severed uh -huh. hands. No, but it's not that complicated. <laughs> does, does she have functioning yeah, hands attached it. to her arms? Old people are so senile. <laughs> we cut away. <laughs> we're with this guy. Uh, no, we don't cut away. Uh, roll me oh, up. no, we're still doing <laughs> that. No, roll me up for uh, a persuasion check, please. Uh, with advantage. Oh. Okay, thank God. That was a six. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> this man uh, is, says, absolutely, Listen. just hand the poison over. I'll and we need to trade horses. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> really? Listen, you must have somebody you want to kill. <laughs> this uh, poison's great for that. It's undetectable. Yeah, okay. Um, you see the guy, like, like, reluctantly dismounts his horse and is like, like, the other horse is literally, like, sitting on the ground pretty much asleep. He, like, kicks at it. He's like, come on. And it, like, won't get up. But he's like, okay. Um, and he, he seems great. to be like, Okay. So if you if you see those two people I described, you can tell them that a noose said mm -hmm. told me mm -hmm. that he was going to a better place, and then you could tell them that I'm going to a badder place, which is my bakery. <laughs> Do you mean badder like TT or DD? <laughs> Never mind. It's, 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 I thought it was a cute thing, but I, I have to go. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> tell them that I'm going to talk to my wife. He's slowly going away as he's talking. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stealing his Constantly horse. Constantly talking to people as you mount their horses and ride off. Um, <laughs> so that happens. McKinty's like, what, what was that called when the guy kept trading up his like paper clip? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's you slowly getting better and better horses. You're going to come yeah. back with like a whole army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McKinty has an armada now. Um, uh, and we cut to Anus. Anus, you are on this path now towards Willowhelm, when you notice um, veering off into more of the swamplands uh, on the outskirts of Willowhelm that you have uh, uh, been down before. This area is not super far away from the dwelling that you uh, that you spent the majority of your life living in, um, so you do know the area. It's Willowhelm, you're familiar mm -hmm. with this. Uh, are you gonna head down that path? Yeah, I think before I head down, I'm gonna uh, compose a note, okay. uh, which just says, uh, you, were, you were wrong about me, thanks anyway. Okay, and you're just keeping that with you for now? Yes. Okay, and I'm, sure. I intend to go down the path and leave that note before mm -hmm. uh, continuing. Sure, sure. So you scuttle down this path. Um, and as, as you go down, the path seems to narrow, um, and the, the like marshlands almost seem to uh, somewhat take over. But the trees seem to get like denser and denser as you're scuttling through, and then suddenly you seem to reach a clearing. And it seems almost like this area could have been naturally cleared out. It might have been um, intentionally done, um, but uh, there's like almost like a clearing of like a long rectangular shape, which leads into a cliffside. And the very first thing that catches your eye is that you're looking at a perimeter of spikes. There's a bunch of spikes um, stuck in the ground. Um, and on some of these spikes, you can see some really disgusting, sort of decayed heads of creatures. Uh, and uh, roll me a perception check, please. Dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. So you see that some of the heads of these spikes, some of them you can't recognize, some of them are really decayed, some of them are skulls. But some of them, uh, you recognize one, uh, one for sure looks to be similar to like a ghast that which you guys would have encountered a little while ago. Uh, you see a couple of heads of chokers there. 
And uh, if you look really closely, you actually even notice um, that uh, on on the top of some of the smaller spikes, there's even some rat heads. Um, and so it literally is like an encyclopedia of the creatures we've killed. <laughs> That's what the impression <laughs> I get. Uh, you're seeing you're seeing some of the creatures that you guys have killed. Okay. No, but there's not... other unrelated creatures. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not just stuff you've killed. These are just the ones that you recognize from your recent okay. experiences. And how uh, is this spike fence? Because I've been here before. Is yes. this new? Is... Yes, okay. it is new. Um, it's also not dense. It's almost like a warning sign. It's mo- it's it's not so much like a. It's not going to stop you from getting through. Um, it's more so like a a perimeter to kind of keep people out. Um, more like uh, scare people off. Um, and beyond those spikes, you see that the ground sort of quickly slopes off all around this spike perimeter, almost like the way like a river or a stream would if it were like dried out. Um, but this is some like seriously marshy swampland, and it's roughly um, 15 feet down, and at a fairly steep angle, about a 70 degree angle, and the pit is about 100 feet long before it reaches the side of the cliff, and about 10 feet wide. So it's like this long kind of channel, um, and you can see uh, a cavern opening in the cliffside. You know that that this all looks familiar to you. That yeah. that that it's not. It looks like it'd be dug out more. It looks like someone's kind of re read up the defenses yeah, of this right, area, kind okay. of. Um, and uh, the cavern opening in the cliffside. You recognize the pit. It's larger than you remember. The spikes are new. Uh, the area is also a lot more desolate and unused. That You're used to there being some activity in this area, there being some people around this. You don't see anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, near, uh, near the other end of the pit, uh, about 70 feet down from where you are, like uh, up ahead, there's a large black mass that's sort of in the way of the other side of the pit. It's almost like emanating, like almost like a smoke or something, but it's kind of like ethereal, and uh, it just looks to kind of be in the way, almost like this barrier. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, Anus <laughs> is intimidated by this, uh, but a little concerned that something is wrong or that uh, something has happened here. Mm-hmm. So I think he was planning to kind of just stop by and not even see anyone, but yeah. I think the pit and the dark mass and all of this uh, makes him nervous. So I think he's going to call out to uh, the messenger. Sure. um, Which is the name of the figure that you expect to see. Announce his presence, yeah. Yeah. Um, Messenger! Are you still here? Roll me a perception check. Uh, At 20 that time. (laughs) Okay. Um, When you call out uh, uh, after the messenger... Um, and uh, you look you look towards the cavern. Um, you're not in the pit yet. You're just standing on the mm-hmm. side of it. You see uh, that black mask sort of, uh, 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 of that, sorry, that black mass down about 70 feet in front of you in the pit seems to like dissipate almost uh, into like small little pieces uh, that, that you see and then uh, kind of almost like wisp away. It, from, from how far away you are, it's a bit tough to make out, but it looks yeah. like it turns into a bunch of like dots almost and they turn, kind of creating like an opening. Okay. Um, uh, and and uh, and that's it. Um, okay, I think a noose. Uh, so looking into the pit, does it seem like climbable? Does it seem incredibly hard to get up the other side? Is there any like drawbridge or something? Uh, that like the opening, might... the opening to the inside of the cavern is actually in the pit. It's right. actually okay. level with the bottom okay. of the pit. So it's like it's. This is almost like it's not really a moat. It's like a way of like channeling people in. Yeah. And then your only th- way so, in or yeah, out is the kind of there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I think Anus is going to go down to the entrance of the cliff. Okay, sure. So you're going down to like the edge of the steep yeah. drop. 
Yes. So Pat, okay, so you pass by, uh, you might have to dismount your uh, dismount your giant scorpion in order to do this, because I don't think it can get past, unless you want to like sure. break apart the, the um, you can break apart the spikes if you want to. But, no, yeah. I think he'll leave the scorpion for a second. Sure. Sure. So you, you, you go to the edge of the pit. Uh, you but see in, in Faye, maybe he'll communicate to the scorpion like... Sylvan, you mean? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. In Sylvan, um, he'll say that uh, um, if something happens, I'll need you to rescue me. So just be ready for that. <laughs> you see that the, the scorpion sort of clicks at you and uh, l- looks at you and goes... <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. I, hate I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. The black mass reforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like standing guard at the edge of the uh, thing, clapping its uh, clapping its claws. Um, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so Anus is going to just go in and. Uh, reach as close to the entrance as possible I guess. Sure, so uh, we'll say that you you sort of slide down this muddy uh, slope um, and uh, get your footing at the bottom of 15 feet down and start heading towards the entrance of this cavern. And while we do that, we will cut back to the rusted gate to see how things are going um, <laughs> with Rael and Frank. Alright, so the, the high is starting to wear off a little bit. Like, the Hanging out here for a while, mm-hmm. and Rael is starting to like come down, so sure. to speak. Um, and she looks around, and you said that like Lorenzo isn't anywhere. You just in haven't sight. seen him yet. Like uh, you don't get the sense that he's not there. Like everybody's expecting him to be there. Uh, you just haven't seen him in the main hall yet. Okay. Uh, Can I do a perception check to see if or like yeah, if Alador and like Hargrave or any other people that should be there are? Sure, sure. I, I would say you see you uh, roll me a perception check. Both of you roll me a perception check. Yeah, any, like, Pale Hope representatives, so to speak? You did see Kat earlier. Uh, we did. Yeah. 13 for Frank? 17 for Rail. 13 for Frank, 17 for Rail. Um, you see, uh, descending from the stairs, uh, uh, upstairs, you see Alidor's coming down um, with uh, Olivia, um, and they sort of come downstairs and find a seat at a table. Um, you, uh, it, um... What did you you roll a thirteen? Thirteen, and you rolled a seventeen. Seventeen, uh, Rael, you catch a glimpse of Enos um, moving moving about up uh, up on like the that second level balcony that we talked about hmm. being there. He, you see you see him sort of running around, kind of seems to be like getting things ready upstairs and like just kind of doing uh, doing some like like labor. Yeah. And you see oh, it's him... a no- oh wait no never mind. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, and um, and uh, but you don't see Lorenzo, but you do see Alador. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rail turns to Frank. He's like, "So I see Elador, but I, I don't see Elador. Uh, but I don't <laughs> see Lorenzo anywhere. Um, does that seem weird to you, or do you, like you just in the back? Like I don't know. I'm get, like, it's hot in here. Hey, like right, you, gotta, right. you feel hot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you guys say that, uh, you you suddenly like can hear uh like. Uh, some murmurs and people sort of start to turn, and Lorenzo starts coming down uh, from upstairs. Oh, it's like really hot in here now, right? Like I'm sweating. Like here, can you hold my imp in my hands and my, my... Hold my hands? Lorenzo sort of descends the stairs, and people are talking and things like that. But he's like, he doesn't seem to be making like a, he's not trying to make a grand entrance. He's oh, simply trying he's to never, walk in. It's he's just who trying. he is. Uh, well, people are paying attention to him and like talking to him, but he's really like not trying to make a bunch of hubbub. He's really just trying to so sit down. Cool. Uh, so, so the meeting's about to start, by the looks of it? Uh, yeah, it does look like it's about to start. Uh, Frank goes, okay, 
I know what we gotta do. You do your thing, I'll do my thing. Okay. Gotcha. I read you loud and clear. I completely understand what you mean. <laughs> Frank gives her a nice big wink. Rael gives a wink back, and she sits down promptly. Rael has one eye, so... Yeah, so yeah. she blinks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Frank uh, wanders out of the room, and he finds, like, one, one of the local guards, or... or there's clearly, Are you like, looking for somebody from the Pale Hope? Like, anyone to talk to. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, Frank! Yes. <laughs> That's so sad, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you 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 uh, you run into some uh, some high elf guards. There's two like high elf guards standing by the bar, and they kind of are like, or they're just sipping ale, sort of just. Are you? Did you leave the building? No. Uh, so if I stand, it's just just gonna chat with them. Uh, hey, can can you tell me where you keep your dead? Sorry. Uh, part of me. Well, uh, I I assume. Uh, 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 and then one of them's like, "Did you say keep your dead, dude? What are you like, talking about? You, you had you had some losses. Uh Maybe have you had time to bury everyone? Oh, you, oh, you mean like some of the people who have like died that like were like fighting along? So yeah, yeah. The like, guy's like, yeah. Why are you speaking so casually about this? And he's like, yeah. Well, like whatever, man. Like it's, it's a party. It's not a party. It's a meeting. Well, it's, it's a liberty. And, uh, and so they're like, they seem to be arguing amongst themselves. Uh, and they're like, uh, sorry, sorry. You're like looking for like where like yeah. There's like there's a word for this. I can't remember the. You're looking for like word. a graveyard. Graveyard's an outdoor thing. I'm looking for like, an indoor graveyard. What that? Oh, an indoor graveyard? A morgue! I'll just that. Do you oh. have a morgue? <laughs> yeah, if there's true, true unity somehow, <laughs> the term like, he's like, it's a morgue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going, going dark. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Indoor graveyard. Is yeah, there a yeah. morgue? Is there like a morgue in Elderine? That's what you're asking? Well, like, in this. In like, this. Like, yeah, a, a obviously, hope. obviously, he's asking for a morgue, you fucking idiot. Of course, he's asking for a He said, Do you have a morgue? He's like, Yeah, well, I heard him, man. I heard him. Uh, <laughs> do you guys want to talk about this? I think you guys have some tension. No, it's fine, man. The morgue in Elder Rock, I'm pretty sure it's like uh, like up in, uh, in Lower Rock. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's in Lower so Rock. it's not like a minute away. It's a, it's a journey. <laughs> what a wild expectation. I just thought that maybe <laughs> the Pale Hope had their own morgue, like locally sourced. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, not exactly. No, okay. like it's not like a thing. Uh, yeah. I was like, you know what? Thanks. Uh, sorry to bother you. Enjoy your time. Yeah, man. Thanks, thanks to go back to Trail. Thanks, thanks my so plan much. did not work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, better luck next time, Frank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We <laughs> cut over to um, an old man riding a uh, slightly better conditioned horse down the side of the road. Um, is it me? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, roll me a, uh, a perception. Are you looking? Are you looking oh, to yeah. see this? The are you while you're going? Are you looking for a new yeah, tracks? I'm looking. Yeah. I might not necessarily follow them. No, but, I'm but you are looking. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, perception. That's just fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, you do see uh, some like there seems to be like a, a a bit of a you can the the way a giant scorpion leaves tracks in the in the in the sand is a little different than a horse. Mm, yeah. So um like you just note that you're There's going a lot of dead rabbit corpses along this. <laughs> yeah. You see an exploded that's what it, yeah you see an exploded poisoned rabbit corpse uh, and then a clearing off into the side of the forest uh, mm. like like where like somebody seems to have like pushed through the, some of the bushes and stuff like that. Uh, I'll, I'll note where this is right sure. now on the road. Yeah, and uh, I'll carry on though towards Willow. You're heading proper, heading yep. into Willow. Going, I'm going to the saucy tower. Sure thing. So you you uh, you you clamber right through the city gates of Willowhelm and you are walk. You are uh, you are making your way through Willowhelm. Um, and we cut to a noose. Uh, a noose. Uh, you are walking towards. You walk uh, as you approach the black mass. Uh, you realize as you get closer and closer and closer that what uh, these these sort of like 
wispy uh, sort of smoke uh, tendrils seem to be coming out of uh, all of these little uh, sort of regular human-sized um, like uh, ethereal sort of black smoky hands. Uh, and they're all, uh, it looks like they would have been like in the shape of a wall, but they've all turned sideways mm-hmm. and kind of let you get past them. Um, and Felina's hands, they're haunting me. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all the creatures we killed. <laughs> um, and um, you you begin walking uh, more forward. As, uh, as, as, you pa- as you pass the hands, uh, you see that uh, the opening to the uh, side of the cliff is like a sort of like a, a, an open cavernous opening, sort of door on it or anything like that. Um, but uh, outside of that, you see sort of a, a small bar- a barracks-like building that you would know somewhat that people would stay there sometimes uh, if they were training in the area. It looks quite run down now. And um, at first you just hear the uh, echoes from a chamber uh, from, from like the cavern. And as the smoke hands dissipate, and you hear, you've gotten bigger. And you see um, the figure of the messenger step out from the shadows. Uh, black cloak, yellow accents, a bit uh, worn. Uh, he's got a, a gold spiked chain wrapped around his robe, and he wears a very pale yellow mask, uh, as I described earlier. So, yeah. Um. I think Anus is quite surprised to see him and, and hides his face almost, like mm-hmm. turns away um, and just says, um, I just came to give you this. I I saw things were different and wanted to make sure everything was okay. And everything is okay. Yeah. He hands the note over or drops it. I don't sure. know how close they are. But. Sure. Uh, you see the messenger sort of uh, walks towards you uh, through the clearing, uh, uh, down the pit, and you guys are sort of meeting, like, about ten feet away from the entrance of the cavern. He uh, he takes the note from you, and uh, he sort of regards you, and um, and says, things are different to you now, yeah? A little bit more bad. <laughs> also bright. Um, Do you mean bad with a T or bad with a D? Like batter, yeah, or a bunch of bats fly out from the cave <laughs> behind them. You can see why I'm confused. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not like, negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, negative. Yeah. Um, I I went out and I I found that too. Um, I was hopeful and I wanted to thank you for that, but I I think it's better that I. Know my place and stay there. So thank you and good luck. Nose, what are you what are you talking about, mate? You can't just <laughs> you can't go back to that. I thought you left. I thought you made a decision for yourself. I thought you stood up for yourself. The world is full of ugly and violent and scary people. Even the ones that call themselves your friends. I just don't think I belong with them. Right. Why don't you come inside? Sit down for a minute. Talk to me. I don't think I can do that. You're going to leave like that. You're just going to come back and... I haven't seen you in years. You can come back and just leave like that. What are you doing? I don't think you told me the truth about myself or the world. We cut back to the rusty gate. (laughs) Alador, you'll you'll look good. You'll... 
You look adorable. And we cut that. The noose lies dead on the ground. <laughs> um, uh, as, as, as Frank is for some reason putting the moves on Alador, um, Olivia is giving her giving him a glare. This yeah. is wingman like, priorities here. You see, uh, 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 you folks see, um, you hear like a loud kind of uh, thud, like a rumble almost, uh, and like the glasses on the table start to shake. And then suddenly the door to the rusted gate swings open and you see Tonk walks in. And uh, he like, hey! sort of is like awkwardly looking for a spot. He's like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just trying to... Tonk, Frank said, like, wave him over <laughs> awkwardly. He's so fun. Sure. So you're beside you Alador. You yeah, you're beside Alador. Um, and, like, there's, like, a table near you. There's, like, uh, these two sort of uh, wood elves are sitting there. Um, they look, like, a little fancy. They're dressed in, like, uh, purple robes and um, uh, and uh, like they're that's like the closest table to you and as you kind of wave Tonk over he sort of like clamors over and they're like oh uh, uh. and like this giant is just getting in the way and they're like trying to get out of their they're like almost getting forced out of their seat by the awkward conversation that you're trying to have he's like hey guys how you doing Tonk uh, bring some snacks on your way over bring some snacks and you see like he just reaches over because he's so big and he picks up like a bowl of snacks from someone else's table they're eating those spider legs and he brings them back he he, like he he, like brings it to you he's like here you go and he plops them on the table in front of you you thinking what i'm thinking Heck yes, and she dives into the bowl of and starts stuffing her face. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, oh. Spider, spider legs hanging out of Rail's mouth. But what I was thinking was, like, I don't think they eat spider legs here casually the way you do, which means maybe someone had asked that as a special request. Or is it a trap? <laughs> you, you see Lorenzo's looking to see. <laughs> <laughs> you make eye contact with him for the first time. Oh and here you've got these spider so legs funny. hanging out of your mouth. He gives you a, a like a thumbs up, and then <laughs> you see he's sort of like on the side about the stage, sort of about to get started. Um, uh, and uh, uh, get, roll, roll me a perception check, please. Both of us are just yeah, Frank. Both of you. Okay. Ooh, it's uh, eleven for real. Uh, an 18 for Frank. Sure thing. Frank, um, you, you notice that like things are about to get started. People are about to start talking. And it seems like everybody's kind of making their way um, like like into the seats that they can like sit and focus. Um, Frank's going to put his finger up to his mouth and yeah. start going like, shh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Frank starts shushing people. People start shushing each other. He starts a trend um, of shushing. Um, uh, yeah, so like just to give you a sense of like uh, like... You see, uh, at, a, at the table closest to the stage, uh, you see Cat, the tabaxi, uh, the tabaxi, some of the tabaxi, there's about three or four tabaxis there, and then um, uh, Cat's, uh, the person, uh, the, another human with Cat, and, and a young boy. Uh, you, and uh, at the table, sort of in the back corner, you see about five, uh, five uh very affluent-looking high elves and Mayor Jared Catolan. Um, hey man. Uh, uh, in the other, in the uh, a little bit middle, middle way through the room, you actually see Edna from Blink's Tinctures. Um, that's the old lady who mm-hmm. sent out that bird uh, who sold the poison to you guys. Uh, you see about three orcs, um, a human couple, um, and uh, and then 
Um, the, I guess at, uh, another table, um, this one's also close to the stage. It's like to the, if one's at the left of the stage, the other one's at the right. Uh, that table has, um, uh, uh, Hargrave, Hargrave is sitting at the table. The tattoo man. Yes. And then, uh, and then sort of standing, uh, there's other people standing around, uh, those, those wood elves that you guys kicked out of their seat or sitting, just standing at the back by the bar. Those like, uh, seemingly fucked up guards that were arguing with each other also standing at the back by the bar. Uh, and uh, things look like they're about to get started. I forgot about Hargrave and his rice tattoo. I'm more invested now into in, being here. Okay. Shh. <laughs> 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 Lorenzo um, steps up the steps of the stage, and you see he kind of, uh, everybody kind of goes silent, and they look at him, and he says, Well, looks like we've got quite a bit of work to do together. And he smiles, uh, and we cut to a noose. You think I lied to you? I never lied to you. I never tried to deceive you. I never tried to say anything like that. Say what you will about Mother. She knew what I was. And a noose turns around and, and starts to climb back up to his scorpion. Right. It's like a long walk, and you're walking like yeah, seventy I, feet down. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, and sort of, you see, I, I don't turn back. Yeah, you see the messenger sort of um, nods, and as you get past those the, where those uh, that that smoky black hand uh, wall was, you you feel it kind of reassemble behind you as you're walking out, and we cut to McGinty. Uh, McGinty, you are trotting back to the gates of Willowhelm. Um, and, uh, you are making your way back to the saucy target. you please roll me a perception check? Sure. Uh, 12. 12, okay, cool. What's going through McGinty's head as he's walking down the street? Um, or trotting down the street. He is focused on getting back to, uh, the saucy tart. He wants to, not to give too much away, but he wants to, him and, he wants, he needs to have an important discussion with Harriet. Sure, sure. Um, um McGinty, the air in town feels a lot more humid than you're used to. The, like, uh, it, it was strange enough that, like, the swampland started to kind of be part of it. Like, you know Willowham to be more of, like, a dry forested kind of area. And, um, and it's a bit confusing. Um, but, you know, seasons sometimes, like, it just right. feels like a little, and there's a lot going on. McGinty's got a lot on his mind right now. Um, but, uh, as you get closer to the saucy tart, uh, you notice there seems to be an awful lot of uh, cobwebs around Willowhelm. Like a lot of, uh, like it just seems to be like dustier. There's a lot more like um, spider webs everywhere. Damn it, Katolan, you gotta dust this place. I keep telling him. <laughs> and um, as as you uh, as you are uh, making your way to the saucy tart, you pass by, um, you pass by. Ruta and Timothy Dalton's butcher shop, and something is very wrong. The windows are smashed, the doors open, and there is blood leaking through the doorway. I immediately go to the saucy tart, like, and that's where we end our session. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs>
Boom-boom-boom-boom-boom. He's not good. <laughs> Things are not good. Not Things are good. not good. What an intense episode of Jump Cuts for yeah. me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool Dude, enjoy that editing. Right there. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, folks. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to this show, please make sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review special shout out to liam barry composing music for the podcast check out his amazing work at liamberry.ca that's l-i-m-b-e-r-r-y.ca you can follow us on the social media pages at wwditb chat about the show using hashtag wwditb and once again i've been kevin rambrand your dm with natasha durant real nilo bye (laughs) (laughs) jesse bergen uh, Old McGinty, Baker slash Marriage Counselor. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Luke Cessalon. Uh, Frank, uh, with, with too many quests on his lap. <laughs> Christ. And Thomas Tolls. <laughs> Thomas, do you have a quote for us? I do. Uh, this is How I Feel, uh, by George Burns. Nice to be here. At my age, it's nice to be anywhere. Oh. All right, let's do a different quote. (laughs) We'll see you next time in the...